as we should get started so I can take a drink. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. It's nine o'clock on Wednesday, December 11th. We're about two weeks from Christmas. Crazy, this year has gone by so fast. I keep trying to figure out how I'm gonna reflect over all the things that I'm so grateful for. And I guess I'll just take them one at a time or I can reflect on my three cheers of joy. So tonight, three cheers of joy brought to you by Alka-Seltzer Plus. I'm sick. I got a cold. I got it somewhere in Atlanta. <coughs> I was walking around barefoot. I can't even tell y'all about it. It was so disgusting. But anyway, three cheers of joy. Let's get started. I know my pimp cup. <laughs> so Terrence, you're right, it's a pimp cup. One of my Facebook friends, Valerie Tucker Williams, she just joined. She made this for me for my birthday. So Joycelyn, 50 years of joy. So I think people watch um, the podcast and they know I definitely have my drinks. So I'm receiving some really awesome gifts. So this is my pimp glass. Thank you very much, Terrence. And thank you, Valerie Tucker Williams, for sharing this with me. So let's get started on our three cheers of joy. So first off, let's start with, um, as promised from last week, well, let's see, three cheers of joy, three moments of self-celebration. They have nothing to do with anybody else, only you. Take something from your week, celebrate it. I don't care if that means the lights were red, I mean, lights were green driving to work. You got to work on time, whatever. Something that you benefited from that was good for you. Those are three cheers of joy. And also, you can download any past episode, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. iHeartRadio is the most recent edition. So cheers. I hope you guys follow me and subscribe to any of those. And also YouTube. These go live on YouTube. So... <coughs> Let's get started. <clears throat> Sorry. I was doing so much better before I started. First Cheer of Joy. My book, More Virtues of Joy 3, was published. So I promised that I would be ready by December 15th. It is ready to order on Amazon. Not Barnes & Nobles, but it is on Amazon. So I'm really excited about that. And I've actually started reading it for Audible. So I'm very excited about that as well. So Three Cheers of Joy is ready. <laughs> three Cheers of Joy is ready. So that's my first celebration. Cheers to Three Cheers of Joy. My second celebration is I have come up with an idea for a new YouTube series. And um, it's really pretty much from the perspective of the man and the woman, from a woman's perspective, from my perspective. I think I'm pretty even in what I see in women and what I see in men. And not trying to make you ready to be in a relationship with another person, but make you ready to be in a relationship with yourself and also the expectation of responses from other people around you to allow you to continue to move forward. So cheers to my new YouTube series. I've been trying to debate if I'm gonna do it the last 10 days of December or the first 10 days of the year. Either way, it's coming soon. So cheers to that. I can't tell you the name yet because I haven't hashtagged or got it copywritten. <laughs> so cheers to that, the second. The third cheer of joy is really weird because I have so many, I start, okay, let me share this with you. When I'm writing a book, I start other books. So I finished the book 
and I'll talk about this later. I finished stuff. I had a list of stuff. I finished More Virtues of Joy 3. More Virtues of Joy 3 was more of a challenge because it's right, I'm writing it from this um, fictional erotic space. So most of the stories in there aren't true. So I had to kind of dig into this place that was unknown to me or uncomfortable and try to get that level of eroticism that people love. It's still yummy. When I'm reading them, I'm like, damn, you, th you was thinking of that? You had that going on. So there's still great stories. So that's more virtues of three, joy three, and that's finished. But I started writing like four other books in the meantime, like over the course of that time, I've started other stuff. So now that I'm finished, I might, the ideas are vying for the top spot. Like which idea do I take to completion next? So cheers to so many new books and where do I begin? Cheers. So those are my three cheers of joy. I've got my Virtues of Joy 3 published, a new YouTube series that's coming out in the next month at least, and so many new books that I've started. I now have time to kind of delve into any of them to get them finished and to explore and, you know, bring something else to life. And that's been really neat for me because I'm evolving as a writer. You know that you've spent time with me and you know that this is new. So I have to literally be okay with the fact that I am a writer. That's hard to change your, looks like I got hair under my arm, but I don't. Anyway, it gives you an opportunity to experience yourself in a new position. And writing is definitely a unique space because we spend so much time uh, trying to protect the other people. So um, I am a writer and it's coming, right? So I have new stuff coming. So I'm very excited about that. So Virtues of Joy, More Virtues of Joy, More Virtues of Joy 3, all available on Amazon, soon to be on Audible, waiting for approval on those. So if you haven't purchased them, purchase them. Lots of fun, yummy, yummy reading, great erotic stories to share um, with other people or just read them by yourself. So either way, lots of fun. So those are my three virtues of joy. All right, so I'm gonna move right on. Oh, here's the deal. What am I drinking? Remember the Bada Box wine? I bought three boxes for like less than $2 a piece. I'm still drinking that. So cheers to Bada Box. All right, so my Facebook post of the week, let me pull it up because I have it saved on my phone and I want to read it to you. Okay, the Facebook post of the week is by Gabby Albello. I'll tag her in it. It says, I am homesick for a place I'm not even sure exists, one where my heart is full, my body loved, and my soul understood. Love, 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 love that. Because for me, I feel like, <laughs> I do, you think I look like aunt sis? That's my cousin said I look like our auntie, her mom, my auntie. So for me, that's how I exist. And I've said that before, it's like, even though there are people around me, I feel like I'm by myself. I'm longing and seeking for a space. So I had another Facebook post, but when I read that, I was like, that's the shit because I don't think people acknowledge that much because they feel like they're existing in a fantasy place or a place that doesn't exist. Well, for me, what I've had to figure out is that 
<laughs> the goodness I imagine is the goodness that's for me. I couldn't conjure up these images and ideas and moods and feelings in my mind if they weren't accessible to me. So that's the universe flowing in me. And I love that post because it makes me understand why I can be somewhere and want to be somewhere else that I've never experienced before. So I, I found myself doing that a lot over the years, like even younger, reading books or just sitting by myself is just knowing that there's something else out there for me. And that the beautiful thing is that we have the opportunity to think about those things and to yearn for it. But as long as we don't get stuck in a space, as long as we don't have somebody quote unquote holding us hostage, we can continue to move towards those yummy spaces of understanding and trying to figure out who we are, right? So one of the things that I always tell people when I meet them and they wanna know about me, and I'm gonna talk about this later. One of the things that I tell people is like, I don't, I don't know who I am in your presence. I mean, I know who I am. I recognize me and I work diligently on being my best self, but we don't know when we meet people what goodness they're gonna bring out of us. We don't know what goodness will come of us when we end up in a different country or a different city. We're not the same. We have to learn more, grow more, do more. So that makes me really happy that somebody else experiences the ideas of longing for something that they don't even know is out there. But if we can long for it, it's gotta be out there. It's gotta be somewhere. And that requires us to continue to move. I have people say all the time, what do you do when you're lonely? And I had to realize I'm not lonely. I'm surrounded by amazing people. I may be lonesome looking for the company or energy or interaction with someone that I haven't met or with someone that I have met and they're not close for me. But it's more lonesome than lonely because there's always people around. So we have to distinguish between it because once you get to the lonely, when you start thinking you're lonely, you start figuring out how to fill it in with random people. And that's not what you do. When you're lonesome, you start trying to figure out how to access the part of you that has made you available and that you've shared with other people. So we definitely have to spend time trying to differentiate between the two. Yeah, you're, all, you're always going to have to differentiate between lonely and lonesome. So this post talking about being homesick for a place I'm not even sure exists, that warms my heart because that's me. I'm always seeking. I'm always seeking that place that gives, that fulfills me. Now, I've been in places that I get temporary fulfillment out of and that I enjoy. I literally enjoy everything that I do. I don't, you will never go anywhere with me and I'm pouting or whining or fussing or complaining because I just be like, fuck it. We here, might as well enjoy it. I'm the only person in this club. Cool. Let me go to the bar. Let me get a drink. Like, let me go dance. And I will dance by myself. So I don't really have those moments of yucky, that complaining, drawing the negative energy in because I have literally conditioned my brain to only receive good stuff for me. Good stuff for me. So if somebody's sending me negative, I can handle that shit quick. But me just drawing the goodness and trying to make connections where everywhere I, everywhere I go, that's my primary goal.
So thank you to Gabby Albelo for your post. I am homesick for a place I'm not even sure exists. It exists. You got to find it, whether it's in your Im imagination or real life. But you can't be held hostage by the people around you. That is my shit right there. Don't be held hostage. One where my heart is full, my body is love, and my soul is understood. Man, man, man. She said a mouthful, a mouthful. We want our hearts to be full. We want our hearts to be full. We want our bodies love, and we don't even know how to ask for it. We don't, can you, people be like, um, you end up saying something about wanting to have sex, and it's not even about the sex. It's about the understanding that you exist, the physical touch and expression of someone recognizing that you're there as an entire piece, not as sex, not just the sex, because then we leave not fulfilled. They leave whatever they're doing, but we're still seeking. We want to be understood. We want to be loved on and enjoyed. I was talking to my faceless love last week, and he was saying that, now you know I'm 50, and he's close to that, so 49 almost. And he was telling me that this is the first relationship, I think he said, and he can text me if I'm wrong. This is the first relationship that he can say that when we touch or nibble and kiss or bite or that it it's not directly related to sex, that it's just a constant understanding that there's a passion and pleasure and love in that moment. It doesn't, re it doesn't end in sex. It's just what it is. <clears throat> I see you. You see me. I bite you. I touch you. I kiss you. I take you in my mouth. I enjoy you. And then be like, okay, let's go to dinner. <laughs> so it's not like this. It doesn't directly relate to sex. So <clears throat> I think as we get older, we realize that the sex is good. I'm not knocking it. I love sex. Not knocking it. It's amazing. But it's like, what are you doing interim? The interim moments between the actual sex. What does the love making look like? What does the body being loved look like? What does the heart being full and the soul being understood? What does that look like that isn't just straight penis vagina penetration end of it? Right? So we have to really pay attention to that. So I'm very happy for my Facebook post of the week. I love it. Thank you very much. And I'll tag her in it, of course. All right. So let's keep going. My Pimp Glass tonight is brought to you by Valerie Williams Tucker. Love it. I'm drinking Bottle Box wine. And Joy Exposed will be live on December 26th at West Main Exchange. That means it's the Thursday after Christmas at 7 o'clock in Tampa at West Main Exchange. So it was supposed to be the Thursday before Christmas, but there was a mix-up in dates. And that's no biggie. I don't stress about stuff like that. So whatever the universe delivers, I take it, and I move forward with it. So, <coughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, we talked about Three Chairs of Joy. We had our Facebook post of the week. I have a cold. I'm drinking Alka-Seltzer Plus, and I have to go to sleep at 10.02. As soon as we're done, I'm out. But I couldn't miss tonight because I missed the weekend before Thanksgiving, so I can't miss again. All right, so let's see. 
<clears throat> if you live in the Central Florida area, you probably know this. If you don't, I'm going to tell you about it. One of my students, you know, I'm a teacher at an alternative school. One of my students, 15-year-old female, was arrested for first-degree murder. Her and a, uh, thank you very much, her and a guy um, were arrested for first-degree murder. They carjacked and killed a person. 15 years old, she's been arrested for murder. So that was a big deal for me. And it's been two weeks since I found out. It happened after Thanksgiving. But I haven't been able to talk about it because you guys know I get so emotionally connected to the things that I touch, right? So I haven't been able to talk about it. But it's really just kind of got my heart twisted a little bit. So that happened, and um, I don't really have a recourse for it other than the fact that the same that I talked about when my student passed away earlier in the year is that I, I did what I could do for her. She was available to me. I gave her what I could give of me. And this is what ended up for her. So she's in, in jail. <coughs> me waiting to um, go to trial or whatever they're going to do for the first degree murder. So, you know, and it's sad. So the flip side is it's sad because it's a 15-year-old girl and an 18-year-old guy. But a woman lost her husband. Children lost their dad. You know, so it's really sad all around. And I'm not necessarily trying to have an argument or debate to see who agrees with me or who doesn't. I'm just acknowledging the fact that these kids, many of these kids are, end up in a place that's not healthy for anybody. Sorry. <coughs> Maybe my wine will help. Anyway, so these kids end up in a place that's not beneficial to anybody. Now, Chance, I saw your question. I'm going to come back to it. So I'll, I'm not going to forget. I'll be back in just a second. Let me get through this. So one of the things that we do at my school, we started last year. We take a group of kids, 9 to 10, out of the state. We, they have criteria they have to meet and um, to qualify and now we have kids this year, they're going to Boston, they're going to tour Harvard. So we're gonna go up and spend uh, four days in Boston, in the snow, in the cold, completely different element, just to allow them to experience something new. Now remember, we're talking alternative school, so we're talking kids who've never, who may not have ever left the county in which they live. It's hard to believe or gone to the local mall. We think about the freedoms that we have so much, but we forget that people, the children are really suffering because the parents are suffering. So there's a trip set up. I turned, I was like, I don't want to go. I'm not chaperoning this year. Somebody else can go. Well, the person who was supposed to chaperone flaked out. The girl, female chaperone flaked out. She didn't go. So I'm going in her place. And I'm going because... I need to make sure that the kids are safe. I love them. They belong to me. I've got to make sure they're safe, so I'm going. Now, although the trip is for the kids, the one thing that I have to say is that I always exist in a space of self-discovery. I learn something about me everywhere I go. It doesn't matter. To the market, <coughs> waiting in traffic, the mall, the amusement park, 
I learn something about me all the time. I try never to get in a zone of just being. I'm always on a learning mission because the more I learn about myself, the more tools I collect along my path and the better off I am in making decisions about what will benefit me. Now, have I been in situations and been uncomfortable and waited too long? And I have. And in those situations, there's always something at the end of it that's for me. And I chill on it. That's why I always say no worries. That's why about the West Main Exchange being changed from Thursday before Christmas to Thursday after, no worries. What am I going to learn more in that week that I'll be able to share? Like, what is it about me? What will I gain in reference to me? So that's a big deal to me. I'm always, always, always learning. I'm never stagnant. Yeah, I'm never stagnant. And I always <coughs> talk to people when they want to ask me about things. I ask them questions like, well, <coughs> what do you want to do different? What do you see different? What's your path to get there? Because that's me. I'm always trying to figure something out. So although I'm going to Boston with the kids and make sure they're safe and make sure they have a good time, I've never gone to Boston. So I'm going to learn a little bit about myself in Boston. I'm going to get to explore the Freedom Trail, the Boston Tea Party. I'm going to ride the ferry, hopefully to Nantucket. Like I only remember Nantucket from Wings off of TV. So all of the, these things that came to life for me in class or on TV, I now get to explore. That also says, how will I acclimate? How will I respond to the cold weather, to the snow, to the surroundings, to the accents, to the people? I'm always learning new. I never, ever want to be in a space that I'm comfortable or complacent. There's got to be something else for me. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm going to explore that. We leave tomorrow at 9. And uh, we'll get back on Sunday. And that was a last-minute uh, addition. I was a last-minute addition to the trip. So that means I'm flexible. The universe knew that I would have to respond to this situation. So there was no plans for me for this weekend. So I was able to respond and to go. So, you know, you have to really acknowledge all of those things in order. So that's a big deal for me. All right. So that, you know, and like I said, there are 10 kids that are going. I think two of them have flown before. Three of three of them may have stayed in a hotel before. You know, so we're talking people, students who have not had experience. We're also talking parents who are excited about their kids going. They wanna talk about it. They wanna, they're crying, they're emotional because they, they haven't been able to do anything. They can't see the way to do it. So this is a big deal and this is our second year of doing it. So you guys are listening, but check it out. If you guys, um, you guys are listening. If you want to become a donor or contribute to our um, annual trip to take our kids to explore something new, let me know. We always love donors. And that's the other thing. The kids get to go and they don't have to buy anything. Their meals are covered, hotels, everything's covered in this. So they're not, we're not nickel and diming the families. We're literally getting people to contribute financially so that we can take these kids on a once of a lifetime opportunity to get outside of the space that they're in 
and to explore something different, to get in the habit of learning something new about themselves. So that starts tomorrow. So that's why I'm getting in bed at 10 o'clock. Well, 10.02, as soon as I get off, because I got to be at the airport early in the morning. So cheers to that, Jesus. All right, so let's keep going. Um, I kind of touched on this a second ago because I'm always growing. Like, every day I'm growing. And I've told my son before, my son is 16, that every day you should experience something new. And he was like, that's impossible. How do you do that? And I said and explained to him, like, even if you order a sandwich from Subway and you've never had cucumber on a sandwich, order cucumber that day. Every day you should learn something new. The problem is we get so complacent with doing the same things over and over. It's like we become our own factory. But when you do that, you stop growing. Chance, one of my um, listeners who always listens, he's so great. He asked earlier tonight, he said, let me go to it. He says, let me find it. First of all, he said I was dope. I love that. Thank you, babe. He wanted to know, how do you know? Here it is. How do you know you're being held hostage? So as I speak about being complacent, I'm going to speak about being held hostage. You know that you're being held hostage when you're afraid to move. When your movement, your first thought of a movement is about somebody else, you're being held hostage. When you aren't happy and you feel like you can't move freely across the world, you're being held hostage. That's a big deal for me, huge deal for me because I am my own entity. But because you're in a relationship with people they tend to want to keep you to themselves and to stop your forward movement. That's a no-no for me. Right? That's a no-no. That's you trying to hold me hostage. I've got to be able to move free. I've got to be able to collect the tools necessary for my interaction with God. When God comes for me, I got to be like, I'm ready. I'm ready. She ready. Isn't that what Tiffany Haddish says? (laughs) She ready. Like, I got to be ready. When he comes to me, I need to be ready. And I will say this a hundred thousand times. I don't get to blame somebody else for me not being ready. And if somebody's stopping me from moving, that's me allowing them to control my movements, whether they're insecure, whether my behavior sucks, whether my behavior sucks. I'm a... (coughs) I'm a whole ass woman in a relationship. I know that in the relationship, I can't give faceless love a reason to question my integrity or my commitment to the relationship. Now, I am, as well as he is, capable of doing all kinds of bullshit. I'm capable of doing all kinds of shit. But you know what? I had to realize he loves me. I love him, and my actions can't cause him to question me. By him trusting me, 
and knowing that we're in a relationship together, that means he is comfortable as hell with me moving on my own path. He doesn't hold me hostage. He understands that my path, my mission, my journey is greater than him. He understands that our sharing is a gift to him, not a right to him, not me being obligated to him. He understands that as we travel along our path, he on his, me on mine, that if we get to spend this time together and love on each other and uplift each other and support each other, he recognizes that's something special. So he's not gonna try to hold me hostage because he knows that all of my work is to benefit somebody else. That's my gift. He, show, he helped me to unveil my gift. He supports it. I'm not held hostage in, with him. He, and he knows I can't, I can't hold her hostage. She's, she's greater than anything that I can hold. She's greater than. And I'm supposed to be because I'm working, um, I'm working for the universe. I'm working for God. I'm working to be of my purpose. If man thinks he is capable of that, holding me hostage or stopping me from fulfilling my purpose, he is sadly mistaken. And so the fuck am I? So that's a no. So if you, if you are thinking that you can't move freely and you can't access things that make you happy because of a human, you're being held hostage. A few weeks ago, we talked about freeing slaves because part of what I always say is I'm on my Harriet Tubman-ish. And the Facebook post of the week was about people being slaves. And one of the uh, comments were, Harriet Tubman could have freed thousands more had they known they were slaves. That's the key. Do you know you're a hostage? If you don't know you're being held hostage, if you don't know you're a slave, you're not going to be free. No, that's not how it works. Your mind has to allow you to move forward to freedom, to being free from not being a hostage, from not being a slave. Your mind has to allow you to move to that space. Your mind has to want to know who you are in other spaces. So that's a big deal for me. And I concentrate on that a lot. I spend time trying to figure out what am I going to do next? How can I be free? How can I be free and still be loved unconditionally? And the things that we worry about by staying in these negative relationships of people trying to control us turn out to be worthless. Turn out to be worthless. I can tell you this. I'm 50 years old. I have received more gifts people wanting to share with me this year than I have my whole life my whole life because people want to share with me and they understand that they're giving and I'm receiving and there's not a condition on it. That's a big deal for me because I'm usually dealing with people who do something and they want you to respond in the way that they want. We talked about that last week. So we're not talking about that again. <coughs> so 
I feel like I'm putting out some goodness. I'm receiving a positive response. I'm free. So from people in Facebook land who enjoy the post, who enjoy watching me and being a part of this, thank you very much. I appreciate it. To the man who loves me, I definitely appreciate it because he understands she's a fucking lot, but he understands she's mine. She belongs to me. I'm going to do what I can do to make sure that she's okay and she can travel her path. And I appreciate that. You're welcome, Chance. So, let me see. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm so sick. I'm probably gonna talk for like 15 more minutes. I'm gonna wrap it up because I'm not doing well. I'm, get, I'm getting worse, you guys can see. <laughs> As a single woman or single person dating, people want to know stuff about you. So one of the questions that I always hate to ask, but people always ask, is tell me about you. And this goes to me in discovering myself in other places. <laughs> tell me about you. And I always say, well, I could, but I don't really know who I am in your presence. I don't really know who I am with you. So I got to figure it out. That's hard for people to understand because people want you to give them a blow by blow of why you exist and how you exist. But we don't know. Some people bring out greatness in us. Some people bring out yuckiness in us. We have to see <coughs> who's going to respond in that situation. So I always say, I don't know. I don't know who I am with you. I'm a Virgo. How about that? So some people are okay with it. Some aren't. I know that I had a conversation talking about me to Faceless Love, and I literally gave him my whole resume, which was a waste of time because what he gave me was an opportunity to see that I was a writer. So my interaction with him, because he's so open, is that I was able to develop myself as a writer. And I've published books, and he reads everything. But prior to him, I hadn't written a single word to publish. My intention was not to publish, right? So we have to be very careful on how we relegate ourselves to our space when we're dealing with other people and be open about it. So when you ask, you don't ask somebody to tell you, tell me about yourself or whatever. You ask them, hey, what is it about you that you like? What do you like about yourself? What do you hate? What do you not like about yourself? What's your best feature? Ask people direct questions about themselves. The funny thing is a lot of times they can't even answer because they don't know. They haven't spent any time with themselves to understand who they are or to explain what they like or what they don't like about themselves. So that's always really interesting. So if you're single and you're dating, ask. Ask, what do you like about yourself? What's your best attribute? They may be like, I don't know. You know, I I like that I'm a good dad. Uh, blah, 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 blah. About you. Nobody else. Three cheers of joy. What is it about you has nothing to do with anybody else. So we have to be, you know, kind of direct in that. And it helps us a lot with dating. And it also eliminates a lot of people. If you're looking for a reason to get rid of people, it eliminates a lot of people because they can't answer. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. So don't forget, it's almost Christmas, two weeks from Christmas. 
Stephanie Specialties offers the Steffies, and they were on special two for 45 until Monday. But I don't know if they're on special anymore, but it's Stephanie Specialties. You guys can connect with her through this video, or um, I'll put it on my page. If you want to order a Steffi, this design with your name and stuff on it, a name or favorite team, she put up an ad that had that on it. You can do that. And then um, don't forget more virtues of three, more virtues of joy three is available just in time for Christmas, as I promised Amazon and my website. So if you order directly from me, I can autograph it. If you order from Amazon, I cannot autograph it. Well, I can when I see you, but not when you receive it. So, and uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'm going to share this last thing with you guys, and then I'm going to go because I know that I'm, I'm not feeling well. I look amazing. This light has me looking amazing, though. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I probably shouldn't even be drinking this wine. I feel so yucky, like, out of it. But anyway, so for the past two weekends, I have, like, an extensive to-do list, all of these things I need to do. I got to get ready for a new client. So I needed a proposal, like a couple of those. I needed to finish a book for a client. So all the stuff that goes along with that. So I had this whole list. I had to finish my book. I had to record some audio for my Audible. Like I had all of this stuff to do. My list was running. My list runneth over, right? So even on the weekend, Faceless Love picked me up from the airport Thursday night. Friday morning, he and I talked, and I was like, Friday is a work day, right? Like, I need to work. Do you have something to work on? He's like, yeah. So we worked all day Friday. We had two events Friday night. And I told you guys, with him, he always knows I always have stuff to do. So we worked all day Friday. We had two events. Saturday morning, he sleep. I got up and started working at like 7.30. I probably worked till 2. Like, I literally had stuff to do the whole time. I did that Saturday we had the event Saturday night. I got up and worked Sunday. So I literally worked the whole time. Well, finally Sunday, I got to the end of my to-do list. I felt good about it. Monday morning, I sat up at my desk <coughs> and a whole new list of ideas just came to light. Hence the YouTube, YouTube series, trying to finish my books, not even the books that I started writing, another book that I haven't even started writing, an idea for that came to mind. So literally my to-do list runneth over. And that was confirmation to me that I'm working from my gift because your gift is replenished. You, have, you don't do anything to replenish your gift. That's what the universe gives you. Your gift is replenished. So I was like, Okay, I'm working from a good space. I have all these good things happening, all these amazing ideas. And um, that's literally how I approached it. So that was my confirmation after three years that I'm working from my gift. Because even though I finished everything that was on my list, a new list appeared effortlessly. I didn't have to dig for it. I didn't have to climb for it. I didn't have to beg for it. It just came. So we're really in a great space, and it's because of you. Thank you very much for watching and supporting Joy Exposed. If you've downloaded us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, 
iHeartRadio. I'm excited about that iHeartRadio and YouTube. Thank you. I appreciate you in all of those spaces because you are the people that will make sure that the video is shared and the uh, platforms are followed and we're downloaded. That's what you do. And I appreciate you so much. So it's Joy Exposed with Joycelyn Wells. I am sick with the cold. I'll do better next week. Um, I didn't even do bad this week. I am sick with the cold, so I'm going to go ahead and go to sleep now because I got to get up early. Head to Boston. It's going to be cold. So uh, get ready to go there. But anyway, as I always say, you could be doing anything for this hour, but you decided to do me. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you next week, which will be one week before Christmas. Oh, get your Christmas gifts ready. Bye.